Welcome, all of you wine and true crime lovers. I'm your host, Brandy, and this is Texas Wine and True Crime. Thank you for being here, friends, for this week's episode, The Raccoon Bend Murders. I am running solo tonight, but it doesn't mean I don't have a cocktail in hand. Tonight, I am sipping on Pedernales Tempranillo 2019. We have some new Patreon members that I want to mention. A big thank you to Chrissy for joining the Winos and Crimos Club. Also a member is Carla Tate and Miss Jessica Huffman. Ladies, your support is so appreciated. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Okay, friends, if you're ready, I'm ready. It's time to sip some wine and talk some crime. So typically, I would start out by giving you three facts about where our crime takes place, but I couldn't find much about Raccoon Bend, Texas. What I can tell you, it has um, less than about 500 people living in Raccoon Bend. It is in between Austin and Houston. But on November 14th, 1996, a horrible crime takes place, a violent crime, which is rare in a town this size. On that date, a widower by the name of Will Stettenpole planned on having um, his daughter, 65-year-old Bernice Schiller, and her husband, Alden, um, they were going to stop by and help Will clean his trailer. However, when Bernice and Alden didn't make it home that evening, so they have a son, so Will's uh, grandson, he lives with his parents, and they did not come home Um, you know, by the evening time, they had been there most of the day. He realizes, you know, they're not back yet. So he decides to drive over to his grandfather's home and check on them. That's when he discovers four bodies in the bedroom of the house. He immediately calls police. When police arrived, they described the scene as a complete bloodbath. The victims were quickly identified as Will Bernice Alden and Will's 81-year-old neighbor, neighbor Ray Payne. So Ray lived in the trailer right next door um, to Will. Now, all four of them had been shot. Um, now, in some of the information I found, it said a rifle or a shotgun. So that tends to tell me that they were possibly both weapons were used in this case because I'm going to assume that you can tell the difference between a rifle and a shotgun shell. I'm not sure, but I'm, I think maybe they're saying a rifle or a shotgun um, because maybe there are two weapons happen to be involved in this case. So we have four victims and once they're all shot, they, fell on top of each other. So they're sort of stacked in this bedroom. Um, Now they were, there was total of eight shots, four victims, um, two shots each. And the funeral director advised the other family members to not view the bodies um, that they were, he just didn't think it was a a good idea for them to see him in the state um, that they were. So that, the gunshots did a lot of damage. And in 2004, investigators come out and say that they do have evidence that places someone, a suspect, at the scene of the crime. But at the time, they just didn't have a strong enough case against him or them to take it to court. They were hoping back in 2004 that 
you know, the evolution of technology and getting this evidence into the hands of the FBI, they were hoping that they were going to identify the killer. At the time, in 2004, there was a $40,000 reward out for any information in this case. I don't know if that's actually grown any or if it's still at $40,000, but this case is still unsolved. Okay, so police initially believe robbery to be the motive. Um, Mr. Will was a cattle farmer, and he, everybody knew, right, you're in a town this size, everyone knows everyone, and it was no secret that he did not trust banks. Most people knew that he kept his money at his home, but when officers began to investigate the scene, they find cash, $700 in cash, and valuables laying around the house. There appeared to be no sign of forced entry, no break-in, which led them to rule out robbery. I, I think it might have been a little premature to rule out robbery just because of what was found. I'll talk about that in a, in a moment. Um, no arrests, like I mentioned, have been made in this case. FBI does have the evidence. Raccoon police... Um, they they were under a little bit of heat with this case. You know, we're talking about a very, very small town. I can't imagine there are just homicide investigators sitting around Raccoon Bend waiting for something to happen. So was this crime scene um, thoroughly investigated as it should have been? Was all of the evidence collected that should have been? We see this time and time again with police departments out of major cities that don't do the job that they should when collecting evidence. So it, it wouldn't be too far-fetched to think maybe something was missed. Now, a word from our sponsor. This week's sponsor is Grits with a Side of Murder. Grits with a Side of Murder is a true crime podcast hosted by Tammy and her variety of co-hosts. Grits features a different guest each week, and they have no idea what criminal truth Tammy will reveal. Tammy and her co-host sip on adult beverages while she tells a true crime story. Now, Grits with a Side of Murder consists of some light banter about the criminals while still making a conscious effort to be respectful of victims and their families. When you tune in, you might hear Tommy, you might hear Jordan, Colin, or maybe Michelle. You just never know who or what you're going to get. You can hear new episodes each and every week. You will be sucked in by that cool intro music. So please, friends, check out Grits with a Side of Murder wherever you listen to your podcasts. Contains adult content and explicit material. Police initially um, believed robbery to be the motive, like I mentioned. Um, let's go back to what Will did for a living. He was a cattle farmer. Um, I know that they do kind of, I, I think of a... Um, what do you call it? Like a auction, like a car auction. I think of like cattle auctions and trading cattle. And I imagine this was probably a very big business for this type of thing where, where this takes place. Um, he was very involved in the cattle business. So I'm going to assume $700 is not all of the money that was in that house. In fact, I'm willing to bet that money was just missed. Or maybe it was left to throw them off thinking it wasn't a robbery. But just because you see valuables and just because you find some cash doesn't mean that robbery 
wasn't the motive, especially now it depends on the situation, I suppose. But this is a cattle farmer and he didn't trust banks. So he kept large amounts of cash in his trailer and finding only $700 to me does not mean that there wasn't other money taken. Um, now, authorities had nothing. They had no eyewitnesses. They, besides the robbery, which they decide to, you know, throw that out the window when they find the money and the valuables. Um, they also questioned the grandson, the one who found the bodies. Um, but they cleared him. He was just waiting for his parents to come home and drove over to his grandfather's house. And that's, that's when they found him. Let's talk about the neighbor for the, for a second. You know, was this neighbor the target where Will and his, and his daughter and his, um, his son just happened to be victims because they were living next door and the neighbor was over there visiting. Um, that could have been also, but just, um, just from what I have read in this case and just from you know, I wish there was more information about this case. I feel like we're now, we're now 2022. So a lot of years have gone by now, when they did name, they did never named a suspect, but when they came out and said that they had a suspect, they do believe that this person was living in the area, had not moved out of the area, and was still walking the streets. Well, most of the citizens and people around, because this is an Austin County town, wanted to know, you know, who did this? Is there, you know, who would kill four people, you know, over elderly people? They were all over the age of 65. Who would walk in in the daytime and kill four people and, and their bodies are practically stacked on top of each other? Um, so here's going to be, I was, I was mentioning to Chrissy, Chrissy's the one who uh, mentioned that we should look at this case. And I was telling her, I wish there was more information out there. I find this case really intriguing that... Um, especially when things like this happen during the day. Now, he lived in a trailer in a in a large field area. So there probably are not a lot of neighbors. He did that he did have that one neighbor that was over there. Um but he was t he was visiting over there all the time. So it was said he was there all the time. It wasn't unusual. His his daughter is visiting, so maybe he came over to say hello. So I wonder a few things. You know, who is the target in the in the, in this little foursome? You know, were the son and the daughter targeted, followed to this trailer, and then when the time was right, um, they knock on the door? You know, this is Raccoon Ben. I can't imagine knocking on a door, whether maybe you're broken down. Or maybe you just live in the area, or maybe you you don't know who they are. I don't know if people just don't open their doors in an area like this. I think even if someone was robbing and they wanted access to your house and they knocked on the door, I'm willing to bet since there's four of them there, that they willingly would have opened that door. So just because police don't see any sign of a break-in, doesn't necessarily mean that um, 
that they just didn't let this perpetrator on in. Now, the second part is, did they know who this person was? And that's why there's no evidence of um, of of a break-in or forced entry. Now, remember, the neighbor is over there. There's four of them there. Even if there was two people at that door, I still kind of believe that, um, and they probably leave this unlocked. You know, did the person, now, now I do think that all four are found in the bedroom because they are forced in there. I think all four are forced into one room, which makes me think that there's someone else going through the house, looking through the house, while someone else is keeping them in the bedroom. Um, that's going to be my theory on that. I do believe this is more than a one person job to keep four people in the same room. You know, you have two people come in They're They're armed at, at some point they know they're armed. They push them back into a back bedroom while, um, while there's another perpetrator going through the home or are they th- or asking them, where's the money? Where's the money? Where's the money? I can't imagine he put money all over his house. I'm sure he had where he kept his stash in one place. And I think maybe that extra money that's found that $700 was just somewhere maybe in a, you know, like a kitchen jar, or maybe it was found in his closet, or just something random, just having that extra cash. I don't believe this man only had $700 in here. And they just walked in and killed for no reason. I do, um, I do, and also, once you have what you want, they've seen you. Why kill them? Well, they've seen you. So that's why you kill them, which makes me think it is a local. I do believe this person is and was local. Now, I don't know if they're still alive. I don't know what suspect they had um, or how old this individual was. But I do, again, I do believe it's more than one person. But clearly someone has has kept silent um, because this case has never um, been solved. So really, I think the key to solving this one, um, and I'd love to hear your theories on how four people are murdered in the middle of the day in Raccoon Bend, Texas, in a trailer in the middle of a field um, in broad daylight. And um, I'd like to know who you think the target was. I happen to think it was Will. I do believe that whoever came in there had the motive to steal. I'd also be interested to know what kind of dealings he was doing with the cattle, who he was working with, who he, you know, who he sold cattle to, what kind of business dealings he was doing. I couldn't find any information on that, but I know that I'm sure police have looked into um, those types of things. But I, I do believe that whoever went to this house knew the money was there. Now, did they know there were four people there? I don't know. I think maybe the neighbor might have just been, you know, in the wrong place at the wrong time. And same with the son and daughter, that the car was... The car was there. Maybe they were only expecting to find him and not all of them. And that's when they had to to take action. But 
I don't think you're going to have a random act of violence in Raccoon Bend in the middle of the day. I do believe this is a targeted attack. I do think it was Will. He was a cattle farmer who had money. He didn't like banks. People knew he kept all of his money in his trailer, which is probably not the most safest thing for people to know about you. And I think he was targeted. I think this is either drug related. I think these either might be people who needed and wanted drug money um, to, to buy drugs and just unsavory characters. And he was an easy target because of his age and the fact that people knew he kept money on him. And um, I, I do believe that they that they went there for that specific reason. So I, I wish the police would not have been so um, so quick to dismiss the robbery motive just because of how old this man was, what kind of business he was in, the fact that he was dealing with other cattle farmers, and and just the fact that he people knew he did not like banks and kept money in his trailer. And he's in the middle of nowhere. It makes him an easy target. Um, and and I, I do believe, I believe it was targeted. Um, again, the locals really just want to find out, you know, who committed this crime. Um, family and friends say they are missed. They were all really great people. They never hurt anybody. They just went about their business and were very just generous, good people. And um, Tracy Schiller, who was who was the daughter of um, who is the daughter of um, Will's daughter and his his son that were murdered, she said that you know they're gone because of someone else's selfishness. And I think she's right. I think. Someone went in there with the intent to take money and they put them all in a room while someone else went and got that money and then they saw their faces. And so they had no choice but to kill four when I think maybe they had only intended to kill one. Evidence was collected, so much evidence, hundreds of people were interviewed, but there still is no sign of this killer. Until next time, friends. Stay safe, have fun, and cheers to next time.